Welcome back to the Hour View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Jennifer Price. Jennifer is the founder and CEO of the Disability Media Network, also known as the Dime Network. This is a streaming app that offers content featuring or created by people with disabilities. Let's get into this conversation. Um, I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Hour View Podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am glad to welcome my guest today, Jennifer Price. So Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you on today. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Yes. So um, I would like to start off the podcast as I do with all of my podcasts and ask my guest to introduce themselves. (laughs) So can you tell us who Jennifer Price is? (laughs) Sure. So I am the founder and CEO of the Disability Media Network, otherwise known as the Dime Network. And by background, I'm a disability law attorney. Um, and then I eventually created this startup company, which is a network channel or app that you can download to a Roku TV device or a Fire TV device or your Apple TV that offers content featuring or created by people with disabilities. So this is sort of my side hustle right now until it can become my main hustle. My main hustle, so to speak, is lawyering. And this is uh, the side gig that I that I started last year during, well, this is 2022 now. So I guess I technically came up with the idea during 2020 of COVID and then it fully launched last year in 2021. Yes, I <laughs> I definitely understand like, oh, wait, it is 2022 now. So it's... <laughs> Like what day is it? What year is it? <laughs> I just all. saw the shelter again. It just it all starting to you know melt together. <laughs> the days just blend together. I say that all the time. It's you know um, I, I was just sharing with um, you and, and someone else who I recently recorded with that uh, about talking about someone who was on my podcast and I was like oh that was a couple months ago and I was like no wait that was maybe nine or ten months ago. <laughs> It's like, I don't know when, you know, when things happen anymore. It's just, I'm just here and getting through the day. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> just here getting through the day and, you know, everything, everything's okay. So, yes, but, um, one. <laughs> yes, so I was so excited uh, to get a message from you about the disability media network which I think is a fantastic idea. Can you tell us um, more about that and um, you know how, how you came up with that great idea? <laughs> sure, yeah, well, it really came from um, being in different spaces. I, I do have, I don't identify someone with a disability, but I have people in my family with disabilities. I have a, a cousin of mine that I grew up with who's deaf, for instance, um, but in terms of, you know, the idea came from really being in more recent spaces as an attorney and being at different conventions or talking to people with disabilities about different things happening. And one that really resonated with me concerned the media. And I recently began to show an interest in media and I would talk to different friends of mine about my interest in the media. So when I would hear frustrations about either the lack of representation or the lack of authentic representation of uh, people in the media, I really could appreciate 
the value in that just as a black woman and understanding the significance behind representation and certainly uh, the validation that you can receive from the media. I mean, the media can, um, you know, make or break you, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they can portray the positive or the negative. It's a very powerful tool. And I began to do some research and especially research you know, sort of what was out there and realized that there is quite a bit of content out there, but distribution might be a problem or appears to be a problem. And then when I talked to some filmmakers, they would tell me that that was really a big problem for theirs. Maybe they would create a film and take it to a film festival, but then no deals would come from it for one reason or another. So the network was really created to offer a space, another distribution outlet to provide access um, because access is really access to space generally is is just such a, an important tool that many people in underrepresented communities just don't have just don't have. So the network is is created to provide that access. I think the reason for creating such a network, um, as you said, the representation piece is so important, so needed. Um, I recently read and shared an article on my um, social media platform about uh, Lauren Spencer, and uh, she's in the uh, new HBO series, the uh, Sex Life, Sex Lives of College Girls, I think it's called. And she's oh, yeah. yeah, and she's an African American woman who uses a wheelchair because of her disability, and she was sharing very similar thoughts, which have which has been a conversation going on for. Um, you know, months and years even about the lack of representation and, and accurate representation of people with disabilities. And even more, um, Lauren's uh, conversation was based around the African American lack of representation of disabilities. And, yeah. you know, and, and one of the scenes, I, I watched the series uh, one weekend because, you know, everybody's in the house again. So I sat, you know, over a weekend and a couple of days during the week and watched the whole first season of that show. And she is, uh, you know, going into it's, it's college. So they have the, um, the toga parties or the, you know, the anything but clothes party. So, you know, they showed her wheeling in in her chair, you know, not wearing a top. <laughs> so it's like, you know, those are things that you don't see, but that is an accurate representation of college life for those of us who went to college, you know, there were parties that went on like that. So, <laughs> you know, to show that and to show um, an African American female participating in college life in that way, that was, you know, it was like, yes, like, do that. Like, yes, absolutely. Because that's exactly what happens. And um, so for you to create something uh, like this to have uh, accurate representation of people with disabilities through, you know, regardless of their uh, nationality or, or gender or anything like that is really uh, very, very important because um, I had Allie Stroker on my show. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I had her on my show. She was my first guest of 2021. And she's the first wheelchair user to win a Tony Award. And it's um, and just having a conversation with her, where thinking about the theaters in New York, I, I live in New Jersey and I love to go to New York to see uh, Broadway shows, where, you know, I, I go to see a show, I use a wheelchair because of my disability, but I never saw anybody on 
any of the shows that I went to go see. I never saw anybody in a wheelchair until I went to see her in Oklahoma. And the way that they incorporated her disability into the show where it just, it didn't even seem like she had a disability. One of the scenes I always remember is, um, you know, in a movie or a show, you're used to seeing like the female sit on the male's lap when, you know, when they're being intimate or singing a song or something like that. Well, they had the guy sit on her lap in the show, <laughs> you know, and it was something so simple, but it really was just like, wow, like they really, they really thought of that. And that's really awesome to me. And, uh, you know, they were dancing around and in a part where the whole uh, cast was uh, singing a song and they were stomping their feet, she was able to go into a wheelie and bounce her chair up and down to make the same sound effect with her chair. So it's just thinking of those little things that to add into that show, it was, I was blown away by the, by the show, seeing all the, again, the little things that they did that, but made it so important to um, give an accurate uh, depiction of what, what her life is like uh, being a wheelchair user and how things can easily be modified and, um, you know, to make it, make it accommodating for her. And um, just the way that they redid the theater in certain parts to make a ramp onto the stage for her to get on and off the stage. And it, um, so, so to see a place, uh, to have created a place like you did with the Disability Media Network, it's, um, you know, it's very important. And I'm, I'm glad that it is happening. That is, it's really cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. I, I started out by doing um, just some interviews on a YouTube channel, and I know one of the interviews that I did was um, interviewing a young lady who, uh, Morena K. Onaiwu, or and I actually think it's Morena K. Onaiwu, but she co-authored a book with someone, two other ladies who are all autistic and Morena K is, is African. And so I did this interview of her about what it was like, you know, growing up with autism and being late diagnosed with autism, especially, you know, being black and in what in family dynamics, right? Because autism is still sort of stigmatized in the black community to some extent. And that is one interview that I still every now and then will get comments from other black women who have autism um, thanking me for the interview because they were finally glad to see another woman of color specifically speaking on the issue of autism and, and what it's like growing up as a minority woman with autism, because it's just so hard to find either someone, you know, a peer growing up in their school, or even just, you know, maybe a speaker or whatever. So, you know, it's just every time I get uh, an email from YouTube saying someone has commented, and, and it's about that one, it's usually from a Black woman, and it just reminds me as to what, why I'm doing this. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It is. Um, it's one of those things where it things have come a long way, and there's still a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's you know, and and I I relate it back to um, you know back growing up in the '80s and uh, the Cosby Show when they came on with the you know the the black doctor and the the wife who was a 
a lawyer and it's it's like before then you really didn't see too much of that going on in uh tv and uh to have a family together and and living in new york city and and all of that and just um it's you know the representation matters it, it always um matters for sure but i um I, I know you briefly mentioned you have um some family members who have disabilities who you are close to uh would you say that um you know having those uh, relationships and connections with people with disabilities would you say that that was your uh one of your big inspirations for creating the uh disability media network yeah i mean i would i would definitely say that and especially when i was when i do think about content um it, it was so currently now with January, the kicking off of the new year, I put up some content that were, that was by films by uh, people in the deaf or hard of hearing community. And that became really important because I wanted to make sure that, you know, all voices are included and in, in, including obviously the deaf community. Um, so yeah, I think that I certainly can harken back to that. I know I'm originally from a military town in Carolina. So veterans and veterans voices are important, important to me, whether it's talking about, um, you know, having a prosthetic leg or, or limb, any sort of limb or PTSD and mental health issues and mental illness. All of, I, I really think about all of that and, and try to be intentional about that, but some of my intentionality does go back to my own familiarity, whether it's from a family member or my hometown, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is, um, I'm glad that you, you know, that you mentioned the, the deaf or hard of hearing community because it's, you know, disability is such a wide range of things. <laughs> um, and it's, and also like you mentioned with the, uh, the military, the veteran community of PTSD and uh, mental health or the loss of a limb, it all is considered uh, a disability. So it's really important that all of those things are included in a, uh, you know, in a network like this. And I'm, again, I'm just really excited that you have uh, created something like this for, uh, for everybody, because I, I'm really big on, and I know everybody does not agree with this, but I will gladly share my story and my experience of living with a disability as many times as I can, wherever I can. <laughs> uh, and again, I know that's not for everybody to do, and that and that's okay. Um, you know, but I, I strongly feel that we can. Uh, start changing the way that people think about those who live with disabilities when we start sharing our stories and uh, through the media sharing real and authentic stories and just changing um, changing their language about disabilities uh, something as simple right. as you know oh they were confined to a wheelchair like no i i always tell people my wheelchair does not confine me my wheelchair gives me a whole lot of freedom it lets me do a whole bunch right. of things yeah <laughs> it lets me go places that i wouldn't be able to go otherwise if i was walking i i do walk with leg braces and crutches but i can't walk far so my yeah so on a nice day my my wheelchair allows me to wheel around my local park for three miles with a friend who wants to go out for a walk without stopping too often 
you know, and, and not saying like, oh, okay, I can't make it. You have to go back and get my car. And, <laughs> you know, so it's really, um, it, it's just changing that language and letting people see, again, the real and authentic representation of people with disabilities is such a, um, such an important, important thing that, uh, that needs to take place. And I'm glad that you're a part of uh, making that change. Thank you. Yeah, language matters. It matters. Yes. <laughs> yes, it definitely does. And that's why I, um, again, I, I say this often on my podcast, my mission is to change the tone of conversation about disabilities, to not focus on the can't and what we're not able to do, but showing you that we, again, like, like I said, I like to go out and wheel around in my chair and go to to the city and <laughs> hang out with my friends and do all kinds of things. So I'm not just um, sitting in the house and, and you know, sitting still. I'm, I'm very active. And it's one thing I'm glad that they changed the, um, the wheelchair symbol for the accessible parking and, and accessible bathrooms to make it look like the person is actually wheeling in their chair instead of just sitting there, you know, the very stiff uh, stick figure that, that they used for so many years. <laughs> I'm like, that is not me. Like, it's not a lot of people that I know. <laughs> so, so I'm glad. Uh, I remember when that first started changing and I uh, did a presentation in schools and I would always ask them uh, what it was. What, you know, what do you think this is? And I got so many times, more often than not, it's somebody falling out of their wheelchair. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> what I expected to hear. <laughs> right. It's it's somebody that needs help. They're falling out of their wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I see it now. I didn't see it before, but <laughs> leave it up to a, you know, a fourth graders <laughs> to figure that out. You know, and I had to try to tell them like, okay, so I, I see what you're saying. Now try to try to see where I'm coming from. It's a person wheeling in a wheelchair. And when they saw me using my wheelchair, my manual wheelchair, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it does, it really, those types of things and language, again, that, that makes a, a big difference uh, for the way that society views people with disabilities. So I think this is, uh, you know, I think this is a, a great uh, beginning uh, for, you know, creating a change in the, uh, you know, in the media world. So again, that's just- Yeah, I mean, hopefully that, you know, one thing that comes out of it at a minimum is just sort of people embracing, I mean, not to say that people with disabilities don't embrace their identity, but to, you know, be just as prideful of their identities as anyone else, you know, so I offer shows, um, you know, it makes me think of the cooking show, but where someone is, you know, cooking any other meal, like I think he made chili one night and there's uh, teriyaki salmon and rice, I believe. Um, he has cerebral palsy, but I mean, he's hungry like the rest of us, right? So he likes to cook. So, <laughs> so he's cooking, so he created this cooking show. And, and so I have some those episodes up on there, you know, so um, there, I guess there are a lot of different themes and that I can think of that I hope people take out of it, but certainly just em embracing embracing identity is one of them. Yes, that is, um, that's so true. He's hungry, just like the rest of us. Like, I have to eat just like you. And, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so funny you brought up cooking. I, um, for a, 
uh, I don't know, it was maybe for a couple of months, I was doing like just a one minute, uh, Instagram has the Instagram reels. And I was doing like a one minute cooking video, like for a couple of months. And then I just stopped doing it. So a couple of my friends more recently, they were like, Hey, uh, are you going to start posting those cooking videos again? Like they were really, <laughs> really cool. And I'm like, were they They're Yeah, they were great. <laughs> and I'm like, but why? And they said, because like, it was really cool to see that, like you cook at home, like you're, you're not just ordering food, like just, you know, you're not just ordering out all the time. And I said, well, I do that too, but <laughs> a few times a week, I, you know, I do like to cook at home. I find it uh, relaxing and uh, overall it's, it's cheaper uh, <laughs> to order, yeah. you know, than ordering out. So, uh, and they said, yeah, it's just really cool. And, and what I found through uh, posting on social media is yes, people enjoy the information stuff that I post. I post about different disabilities and um, I post my podcast where I interview different people who are uh, have different diagnoses, but they also like, they really just like seeing me do like regular people stuff. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm out at the beach with my friends in the summertime, or if I'm, you know, sitting at a table and having dinner with friends, they, they love seeing that kind of content as well. So I think that's what the, the cooking uh, segments, you know, that that's what that goes back to where it's like, yeah, but it's cool to see that you cook because, you know, it's, it's people may not realize that you cook. I'm like, okay, yeah. So needless to say, I uh, started doing that last, last week again. So well, nice. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, well, it's just me. I live, I live by myself. So I'm like, I can't do like the multiple camera angles and all of that. Like I don't have that whole right. setup and everything, but <laughs> I can do the yeah. short videos but, with but the voiceovers. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But that, you know, the multiple cameras and all types of lighting and all right. of that, that's like a whole production right. that happens. I'm very by these single people that can get it done on like a one-man team right um but i don't think that the average person necessarily feels like they need that in order to appreciate what you're offering right <laughs> right but it is and and it, again it goes back to what you said um about the cooking show that you have on your um on your network like yeah everybody with disabilities we have to eat too so uh, you know, whether we have somebody cooking food for us or we're cooking it ourselves, it's, uh, we, we do regular people things like, you know, yes. just, it's like celebrities. They're just like us. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. People with disabilities. They're just like you. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah so that could be an educational tool for people that are not disabled to, you know, let, let them know that yes, they, they, do everything that you know that we do um as well as being a way for people who do look like you to see you doing something and maybe they want to know how how is he making that spaghetti or how does he cook his steak or whatever mm -hmm. it is that you like to eat <laughs> absolutely and and again through that it you know it can be beneficial to those uh you know those those companies and those chefs who make the the cookware to make them yes. aware of how can I improve this for people with disabilities? How can yes. I make this better? Can this handle be a little different or can I, you know, how can I improve it to make it better for more people, including those who have disabilities? Um, because I, I think a lot of times it's, uh, 
I, I, I won't say, or I, I won't say it's intentional because I like to think people are genuinely good people. Um, <laughs> but I think oftentimes we are forgotten about and little things like cooking are not thought about. So I don't have to design this for someone who may have limited uh, dexterity in their hands or, you know, may have to uh, do things a little bit different. And so it's, it's, it's a, a way, an educational tool for everybody. And as you said, too, a way that hopefully people with disabilities will be able to embrace their own uh, identity of being someone with a disability and, and have that pride of uh, and being okay with with having a disability, I think is uh, very, uh, very, very cool. If one thing comes out of it from a long term goal perspective, I have always wanted it to be that there is a, a better recognition that there's a market for the cut for companies <laughs> to mm -hmm. expand their product and service line, right? right? So that when they are making cookware or clothing or whatever it is, there is, you know, more thought and intention putting put into in making sure to include people with disabilities. So I'm kind of in the proof of concept phase right now with this network, but I certainly intend to prove the market that, that there is an audience base and they're being overlooked by you corporations and they shouldn't be overlooked. So uh, can you share, can you share with us where people can find the disability media network, um, how they can add it to their TVs and uh, how much it costs and any any other thing like that. Sure, well, I'll start off by saying it's free, <laughs> free to download, um, free to subscribe. There are no surprises where you watch one or two episodes or movies and then all of a sudden, if you wanna continue, you gotta pay. Um, I. <laughs> just had to deal with that. So I think that was kind of like top of mind for me. Um, so none of that, it's solely totally free. You can either watch online on the website, www.dimenetworktv.com. And that's dime like a money, dimenetworktv.com. Mm -hmm. dime or you can download the app to your Roku TV device or your Fire TV device, or if you have an Apple TV, you can download it to your Apple TV. And it's generally found in the channel store. You can search Dime or Dime Network in the channel stores of Roku TV. Um, on a Fire TV device, you would need to go into the Find column or mm -hmm. button. But there are directions also on the website. If you kind of scroll down to where you can watch, um, there's a link that says how to watch, and then I provide screenshots to show you, you know, on the different platforms if, if anyone's having problems. That's great. That's so cool. I am, um, again, very excited that you have created this and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, watching some things myself and sharing with family and friends and just, uh, again, just keep, keep it up and just, um, you know, just keep keep doing what you're doing because it's really uh, necessary. It's really important. And I, uh, I just truly appreciate that something like this exists. And um, I'm glad that you were able to uh, join me on this episode to share, uh, to share the great thing that you're doing. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I appreciate you having me on and and certainly I hope everyone goes and, and supports the network and and I would mention to stay tuned for, you know, it's uh, you guys save the date for a June release of the movie Anxiety of Laughing, which is a movie that was written by someone who is a relatively recent grad of UC Riverside. Um, I think he graduated three or four years ago, but he wrote the script with, as a graduate of um, UC Riverside and he has cerebral palsy. So he also plays in the movie itself as one of the main characters. And it's basically a romantic comedy where he's dating someone who does not have a disability. And so they're navigating that relationship and the future mother-in-law who does not approve of the relationship because of his disability. Um, and then an incident occurs that affects the relationship. And so they then have to navigate, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but they didn't have to navigate those dynamics of moving forward based on the, the new thing that's happened. <laughs> that was a fantastic summary of that movie. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay. you on a bit of an emotional journey for yes. sure you know you may laugh and cry and you know like someone one minute and then fall in love with them the next minute because right. the character and so we're excited <laughs> about that one we we got a little bit of help from fuji film and producing it and it's our first movie production so uh we're very excited to have that come out it'll but it won't come out until around late may early june that's great that is so so great <laughs> Wow. Well, Jennifer, thank you again for uh, taking the time to have this conversation with me. I um, really appreciate it. And I'm excited again. I'm, I'm very excited about what you're doing there with the Dime Network. And um, I look forward to uh, seeing and uh, sharing your content with everybody. It's uh, really exciting and uh, uplifting and inspiring what you're doing just to uh, raise awareness about disabilities and to show that uh, show that there is content out there that exists that accurately represents those in the disability community uh, because that that again is, is just something that is so needed and uh, it's necessary to share worldwide so I appreciate uh, the work that you're doing well I appreciate you having me on thank you so much yeah, you're welcome <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Did you find something in the episode that you really liked? Be sure to leave us a comment on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us to see the world from Our View on Instagram at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four L-I-F-E. We thank you for listening.